On episode 80 of DevTalk, I speak to Leomaris Reyes about best practices for XAML. Welcome to another episode of DevTalk. My name is Kerry Lothrop, and today's guest is Leomaris Reyes. Leomaris is a software developer from the Dominican Republic. She's also a student team lead at Platzi and a Microsoft MVP. I know her from the Xamarin world, and I'm really happy to have her on the show. Hello. Hello, Kerry. How are you? I am good. How are things in the Dominican Republic? They're good. We are too hot with the weather, but we are good. <laughs> too happy to be here. And thanks for the invitation. Yeah, uh, thank you for, for accepting. And uh, yeah, it's here in Germany, it's getting turning into spring. And that's really nice uh, after uh, you wouldn't imagine our dreary winters we have here. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we started, we, we talked right before, and you said you were the student team lead at Platzi. And I didn't even know what Platzi is. Maybe you could explain. Yes, Platzi was of the most bigger um, learning in Spanish. You can learn about technology, about marketing, about finance. It's very important that you take a look about what Platy is, but it's so important because it's only learning that you can learn in Spanish, even you can learn in English and Portuguese. Okay, cool. And so this very popular where you're at or which parts of the world is it very popular? Yes, it's very popular. Platzi is a Colombian and Mexican company, and mm -hmm. we are growing up through Latin in other countries. And it's very important to, to keep an eye and to know what Platzi is, because in my case, I'm a student in it from exactly Platzi Master. We train people in the technology world as a backend, frontend, and data science developer just to enter into a job position in to improve the lifestyle. So I love what uh, what we do, just training with the Platzi courses about the technology world. Okay, cool. And so your role exactly is exactly what then there? I'm a student in lead. I'm training people, I'm training squads and training teams. To We've established such as a startup scenario Mm -hmm. To train people in the soft skill and in the tech skill, all in back end, in front end, and in data science. Data science. Okay, cool. And so, you you do you actually also teach like tech courses or or more the the soft skills or leading or? I guide. I guide my squads okay. uh, about why, which are the best choices. Uh, such as engineer manager, that is the corporate roles on the in in the companies as mm -hmm. we sell. Cool. And you, when we talked about what we want to talk about today, you said you want to talk about XAML. And yes, uh, yeah, it hasn't been a, a, a full fledged topic on on this podcast. We talk about XAML once in a while. <laughs> because it's very popular in like the technology that you and I use day to day. But what got you to look deeper into XAML? Well, well, in this case, I will be speaking about how to improve our XAML skills. As we know, XAML is, XAML is one of the most consider one of the most difficult things to learn and I consider just the contrary. So I think that it's too easy to learn, but just taking account some important points that we have to keep in mind when we are studying in summary. So I have nine tips that I want to share with you and with the public just to apply it when we are creating some new eyes in summary. Cool. Maybe, maybe we should take a step back first. Uh, we don't know who's listening. Could you just shortly explain what, what is XAML and why do I need it? Okay, XAML is 
practically, basically, the main languages that we know when we are creating our UIs in summary forms in this case. So, mm -hmm. if, you, if you want to create amazing UIs, if you want to replicate, for example, Facebook application, you must use SAML in this case. You, you almost, uh, you can use uh, C-sharp code, but in this case, I prefer to use SAML, just to reflect, to translate our UI in code in summary forms. Okay, yeah, and I mean, it's it came from, from the desktop world and Xamarin, the company, before it was Microsoft adopted this technology and used it for their their cross-platform UI. And it, it seems like a good fit for yeah, designing cross-platform user interfaces. Yes, and it's too easy when you, when you learn. And as you say, was adoptive and we are implementing in Xamarin and we can continue implementing in the future that is .NET Maui. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's get started with your tips then. I'm very curious to hear. <laughs> okay, my first tip, that, uh, the first tip that I have is to find a UI to replicate and to get inspiration. That's, I think that is one of the most important points. For example, you can find some apps, famous apps, for example, Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, or, mm -hmm. or you can enter to Dribbble and to find uh, some UI that you love. In my case, I used to develop some UIs in that way, just to improve my SAML skills and to, and to teach to my public friends at SAMI.com how to replicate some UI. So I think that for to keep your practice, this is one of the most important things. Just select one UI that you find and continue replicating in practice SAML. This is my first tips. Okay, so and so XAML as a cross-platform technology. That, so that means you have to find a way to to make it look the same way for iOS and Android using the same XAML, or do you sometimes have differences between the platforms? I'm focusing always to use the same XAML. Sometimes mm -hmm. you could have to to apply or to add some and different controls or so different features, but I'm focuses always to use the same XAML yeah. uh, to be functional in both platforms. Okay, cool. So I, I will continue with the uh, second tip, and mm -hmm. it's too important too. Uh, you have to take the time to understand deeply the uses of each one of the page structure components. For example, uh, how can I use or how can I apply the pages types in which are there, the layouts, what, for example, what is a grid layout, what is a stack layout, and to know then what is the uses and the controls, to know about all the controls that we have here. And it, it will be helping us to take the better decision when we are replicating and just creating a UI ensemble. It, it will be helping us to decide and to help the performance of our app and to get a, a better experience for our users. Okay, so that's maybe to rephrase it, there are different ways you can use to structure what physically or what's on the screen and it's best to know all your options before exactly. you implement that okay exactly because it will be helping you to decide which is the best option to do to implement yeah so if you only know thinking in the 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 html world of the 1990s if you only know tables then you create everything as a table but it's not necessarily the best best option exactly yeah. exactly okay. you you have the same result but uh, uh, you can alter the performance and that's not ideal 
Okay, cool. And I'll, I'll put a link to the different options that we have for, for these layouts and, and containers. Yes, it, it's okay. important to, to keep in mind. So let's mm -hmm. continue with the other team. It uses the fewest layout possible. And that's a, it's the continuation about the previous point. For example, in this case, we used to hear about what is a stack layout, and when I have to use a grid. I love the grid personally, but the grid allowed me to help the performance for my application. Let's put an mm -hmm. example. I have two scenarios. Let's imagine that I have to replicate a UI that have three columns. If I create it with the stack layout, I have to add three stack layouts. And it's good because I have the result. But if mm -hmm. I know what is a grid, I have to declare just one grid and just I have to define three columns and I'm getting the same result but less resources. And I'm helping my performance. Um, yep. I have less code on, on my project. So that's important to think, okay, what I have to do and what I have in the table just to the, to take a choice about what is the best option. Right, yeah. So maybe back to my example, or similar to my example, if you only know stack layout and you don't know grid and, and uh, you could have a vertical stack layout and in each cell you have horizontal stack layout. And exactly. It eats your performance. The performance and, and when yeah. you have a team, for example, is is most difficult to read your code and even yeah. for you. And then you struggle getting those all those horizontal stack layouts aligned because maybe they they wrap differently and yeah. <laughs> so sure, yeah, that's that's a good tip. Yeah, so it's important to take the fewest layout possible. The stack mm -hmm. layout is too good, the grid is too good, but you have to know when you have you must to implement in each one of ten. Okay, like specifically the least hierarchy, right? Mm -hmm, exactly. Okay, the, the, or the, the, the shallowest hierarchy, okay. <laughs> yes. So I will continue with the next um, point and create a color palette in the application resource files. I love this file because it, it helped me to save time. For mm -hmm. example, if I create a color palette, let's imagine that I'm developing a Facebook application. The branding of Facebook has a blue as a color, as a main color. But let's yeah. imagine that tomorrow Facebook have an orange as a main color. And if I have a, a different colors, uh, the same colors, but in different pages and in different properties, I have to go to one of to each of them pages and to change these values. But in this case, if I create a color palette in my resource files, I just have to keep to change this one time. And it's important because because it saves me, it allows me to save time and it allows me to avoid some mistakes that we can commit as a human. Just to forget a property to change the value. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a good tip. It's pro yeah. probably I've I've had this in large teams also that it's very good to give all the developers a set of these are the colors. If you can't find, if if what's in the designs is not in this palette, please ask someone, right? Don't they just exact. make your own <laughs> colors or define anything. It has to be one of those colors. And yeah, that's a good idea. And yes, how, it, do you, how do you find palettes in Xamarin Forms? You just have to, to use the resources. I, you just have to establish, for example, a, a color property as mm -hmm. you establish a style, for example, that this is a other point that we, we will be speaking about. And 
in that way. I can pass a little uh, article about that when teach you to how to, to do it. But it's too easy. Okay. I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> so um, let's continue with the bindable layout. And repeating again, it's important to know all the controls um, and the features in general that we have. In this case, if you have a repetitive layout design, it's time to use the bindable layout. We got the same reason of seeing a bindable layout, but just saving resource, just saving line of code. So imagine that you have a, a design with the same layout design. Sorry, mm -hmm. and if if I'm using the bindable layout, I am helping you to save the, this line of code without altering the result. Okay, can you can you explain what bindable layout is for those who haven't heard of it? Bindable layout, um, in general description, allows you to repeat uh, the same layout design, but uh, let's imagine as uh, the collection view, the list view, do just mm -hmm. allow you to repeat this kind of design in a layout that we have, but in a dynamical way. I have the bindable layout structure and I just have to um, make uh, the decision about, okay, that's, this is the layout that you will be repeating and this is information that this layout design will be given. Mm -hmm. Okay, and uh, so you define it in a central place, probably also helps with a, if you have a larger team, multiple developers. Exactly. And that nobody has to reinvent the wheel every day. Exactly. And, okay. And it will be helping you to read better your, your code. Yeah. And yeah, there's also the, the familiarity. You you see that and you know exactly uh, what it is. And, and if you define it in detail every time, then uh, it's not clear. Right. Okay. Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so I continue with other point that I'm spoiler about this, but is that using styles, the life is better using a style. And we return to the to the same point around uh, we are speaking about. If we are using styles, we save Linus code. We save a lot of work just repeating the same properties in a in the control in the same control. For example. Mm -hmm. Let's imagine that I have 10 buttons with, with exactly the same properties, a button that be blue, with font size as, as 10, and with a lot of properties that it is exactly the same. And let's imagine that besides that, I create a style with exactly these properties that I have in the control. So mm -hmm. I have it in just one file, and it's better to modify, and I have less line of code, and I just have to add, okay, I create the uh, ABC styles, and I just want to apply to all the buttons that I have in my application. Right, so maybe in CSS terms, you define classes, and then you use those. You have those. to add to the controls, yes. Right, okay. Yes, and it's you better could... because you save, you, you save time. Right. And you could actually use CSS, or do, have yes, you used that? Yes, you can. You can add to the CSS to the to the summary. Yeah, which which I, I remember when this was introduced, uh, there was a big <laughs> big outcry. Like, well, <laughs> we came to Xamarin because we didn't want to do web for cross platform, and now you give us CSS. But I mean, it's just an offer. You you can use CSS if you want to. Yes, and... you can design. You can you can explore about what is the best option for you uh, at this moment about the project that we are working. Yeah, and I mean, there is so much tool chain already around CSS that people don't 
manually write CSS anymore. They write uh, um, functionality that generates the CSS, right? And uh, so... Yes, it, it depends about the, yeah. the scenario, but we have, as you say, different options uh, to do. Yeah, okay. Right, let's go to the next one. <laughs> let's continue. And other important points is use the format text. And let's imagine that you have a UI that have uh, the same label, but with different styles. I have, um, for example, the test that says, hello, Leo Maris. But let's mm -hmm. imagine that hello is in color blue and Leo Maris is in color pink. We have different style here. And if you use, if you learn to use the format test, you avoid to declare two options about labels. You avoid to add two labels. And besides there, you implement just in one label just using the format test. So it's mm -hmm. I am it's amazing. I love how uh, to use it about that because it allowed me to save time and to be my code uh, better and to centralize about what do I want to get in my UI. Okay, cool. Yeah, <laughs> good idea, yeah. Yes, it is too good. I love it. So <laughs> um other important thing is that remember to use this scroll view. Sometimes yeah. when we are designing a UI, uh, maybe that I'm testing a, a different devices with the same dimension, for example. But mm -hmm. it could be that when the app uh, will be completed, you as a user are proving my app in a device that is smaller. So what will mm -hmm. be happening with my UI? Okay, if I don't have a scroll view, my UI will crash. <laughs> so if I add a scroll view, I will be bringing to the user uh, this option just to make a scroll and to allow it to the user that don't lose uh, the UI part that I'm missing. So don't forget it. Yeah, I had that recently. Then the, uh, the tester uh, had the only device they had was an iPhone 5S. Oh, <laughs> and uh, it it couldn't run the minimum operating system version we needed for the um, for the app. But then I looked up, and there were actually uh, phones of that size that do support uh, the newest operating system. So um, that's one point. But the other one is the accessibility um, thing. I uh, you know these the settings in the operating system. You say I want everything yes. in larger fonts. Mm -hmm. And that has implications for what your app looks like later, if you uh, when it runs, or at least you can you can implement it that way that you you honor the user's wish to show everything in a larger font, but that typically breaks all your assumptions. Also, the other one is localization, right? Uh, you and I live in a non-English speaking country, and we sometimes think about other languages. <laughs> <laughs> So you localize in all, into all these languages, and some are really rather verbose. Uh, so you, there's more text, or or sometimes you you don't think about it, but then the, the keyboard sh shows up on the screen, and suddenly you can't yes. see the text behind it anymore, right? And your UI is break. Yes, <laughs> I yeah. understand. It's important to keep in mind and to test, and that's why I continue with the last point that is about testing is mm -hmm. that you you must taste your app in different devices, platforms, and orientations. Yeah. Platform is is platform. Have You have to taste even in Android and iOS, in all the platform that your app is available because mm -hmm. your user will, will be using uh, your app. And it's important also to um, the orientation, to taste about the orientation. There are some apps as 
for example, Facebook, that just have a, a, an orientation that is a vertical orientation, okay? That's no bad. But there are other apps that have both horizontal as a vertical orientation. So mm -hmm. if I'm building a UI, an app in general way, I have to test that my app is available in both of them. So it's too important before we publish our app uh, to test that we are all ready to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, we recently had a project that was a, a, a pretty large scale and we, we created test automation for exactly this to to create screenshots to see if, if all the screens worked in all of these combinations, like different screen size, orientation, size. accessibility settings, the font size settings also, um, language. And since it's automated, it's, you don't care. It, it, it ends up being like a, a thousand screenshots, right? But it's it's automated and, and uh, somebody... If you look at it, you easily see, oh, it doesn't work here, or the, the button's larger than the screen or something like that. Um, so uh, that was that was money well invested, I think, um, be, because the, the app was rolled out onto so many different devices. Yeah. Yes, it's important. If you have automated this, it's better. But as automated or manual, don't forget to do it because it's, it's too important about the quality of our app. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> so for me, this is um, my summary about the most important tips to keep in mind about when we are working with SAML. I will mm -hmm. be leaving you uh, uh, some links about this article that I wrote about that. So I hope that this is useful for use in the public. That is okay. Here. So you have you have a blog post, or you you run a blog called yes, Ask Sammy. I have. I think that we. I have two blogs about this specific point. I will be leaving you just to publish uh, both one of them. But it's a topic that I love to speak. <laughs> cool. Yeah. And uh, so, what what are you up to next? Do you do you have any plans? Public speaking engagements, or maybe mentoring team leads roles you're you're doing. So far, um, I will to continue with uh, Tamarin slash .NET Maui that is in preview yet and just to testing, to improving and to continue publishing about Maui, Tamarin just to enter more developers in the summer in the .NET Maui world and just to keep the developer that, that they exiting. And I also love to speak in public before COVID, I used to travel to give uh, some talks about Maui uh, for mm -hmm. this moment um, and in a virtual way, but it's, it's something that I love. I also love to train people, to guide people in the technology world. I, I also am a web developer uh, besides the mobile developer. Um, I love to do it. <laughs> and I'm also planning to create a, a some YouTube channel, but this is just in plan. I am building to <laughs> and I'm organize my time just to do it. Yeah, cool. Well, yeah, I mean that's uh, that's where you get awarded the Microsoft MVP award if with all those those efforts for the community. So to keep up the great work, and I really appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for being my guest today. Thank you for the invitation. It was a pleasure for me. Likewise. This has been another episode of Dev Talk, and we'll see each other again in four weeks. Bye bye. Mm -hmm.